Welcome to Compass and Clock. I'm your host, Mary Copeland. This infotainment podcast explores how to live your best life now and well into retirement. We'll discuss topics in financial planning, housing, and insurance. We'll talk wellness, relationships, and leisure activities. A full active life requires planning for your goals and preparing for the unexpected. I'll introduce you to a variety of guests from knowledgeable experts to folks sharing stories of their life experiences and so much more, because life is big. All is intended to help guide you in planning for what you need now and at any age. Like and subscribe so you don't miss a thing. Today, my guest is Dana Gargas. Dana's received her degree in social work from UC Berkeley and has worked in a variety of state and local government settings over the years. She and her husband have been a part of the Bainbridge Island community for over 30 years, and she has been the Kitsap County Regional Long-Term Care Ombuds since 2011. Together with a team of volunteers, Dana advocates for the rights of all the 2,800 people who live in a long-term care community in Kitsap County. Dana, welcome to the program. Thank you. I'm so glad you can join us because today you and I are going to discuss the long-term care ombudsman program and explain what it is and how you and your team advocate for the residents in licensed long-term care communities in Kitsap County. And um, I'm just going to jump right into our first question. What's the definition of ombudsman? Well, ombudsman is a Swedish word and um, it means agent or representative, somebody who speaks on behalf of another. And in Washington state, our legislature removed gender references from our state law several years ago. So we are actually called ombuds. So can you tell myself and our listeners what the long-term care ombudsman program is as I understand, there are ombudsman programs for different things, such as the Navy, long-term care, schools, et cetera. So tell us a little bit more about your particular program. Sure. Um, so there are many different types of ombudsman, and it does lead to some confusion. Um, in Kitsap County, we have such strong Navy. We have a, our Navy family ombudsman, and those are communication links and they provide information and referral for um, the command family members. Mm -hmm. And we have the Office of the Education Ombuds, which resolves complaints and disputes and problems between families um, in the elementary and secondary public schools. The long-term care ombudsman serves as an advocate ombudsman. We work to resolve problems related to health, safety, welfare, and the rights of individuals who live in the long-term care facilities. And um, as an advocate, um, the long-term care ombuds does not represent their own view, but we amplify the views of the person that we're supporting. The goal is always a resolution to the satisfaction of the resident we are resident directed. Okay. So can you be specific and explain what a long-term care community is? Because I don't think everyone knows what truly falls into this category 
as far as your role and your team's role goes? Sure. Well, I'll do a little bit of history. Um, the Omnibus Reconciliation Act that was signed by President Reagan in 1987 mm-hmm. put into law a nursing home residence bill of rights. And the ombudsman program really came into being through that law. In 1994, the Washington State Legislature expanded those residents' rights to include not only the nursing home residents, but assisted living, memory care, adult family homes, and Washington veterans' homes. So in Washington State, all of those regulated facilities are considered long-term care. Independent living, like senior apartments, are not long-term care facilities. Okay, that's a very clear explanation, thank you. So what can an ombudsman or ombuds do for me or a loved one? Yeah, the primary role of the long-term care ombuds program is empowerment. We provide the tools, information about residents' rights or facility responsibilities, encouragement, and assistance to promote a resident's self-advocacy. Our program has the responsibility to empower residents to advocate on their own behalf. We, um, We educate residents, we educate them about their options, we discuss possible outcomes, and we encourage them to do something about their concerns, their needs, their wishes, um, the, the foundation of all ombuds program advocacy is to follow the direction of the resident to the fullest extent possible. Um, and we certainly cannot act without the consent of a resident. Okay. So why would someone contact your ombuds office? Can you give us an example to help illustrate this? Yeah. Um, you know, in, a, in addition to working with the residents, I am the subject matter expert on long-term care um, as far as Kitsap County goes. So I can help family members navigate the long-term care system. When is it time to place my loved one? You know, what facility would meet my loved one's needs? How do I pay for it? I'm there to answer those sorts of questions. And I also do direct advocacy for residents inside the facilities. When a resident might call, I had a situation where several residents called my office complaining about the food at their particular assisted living building. And what we were able to ultimately get to was my participation in some resident council meetings that included the dietary staff at that facility so that those residents knew that their concerns were being heard about the choices they had um, on their menus or sodium content. And I I believe it was a good outcome so that everybody felt respected and the facility could provide what the residents needed. Um, If you'd like to give another example, you can. That would be great. one of my one of a favorite story of mine is a a woman who called my office very concerned about her loved one in a local nursing home and she told me that he was 
dirty, his hair was not cut, his fingernails were long, and she was just really upset about the way that he was being cared for. So my job as an ombudsman, first and foremost, is to find out what the resident's impression is and what does the resident want. So I spoke to this resident and the resident's response was, oh yeah, that family member, yeah, she always is worried about me. But when those people come in here and they want to cut my nails and cut my hair, I just tell them to leave. Mm. And going back and, and being able to educate the family member that residents have rights to refuse care and the facility cannot force anybody to have the, to have their nails cut or their hair washed and that the resident was actually getting good care and his rights were being respected, even mm -hmm. though it didn't look the way the family members wanted it to. That's, that's a great example. You can't judge a book by its cover. Right. In that case. Um, so in Kitsap County, there are approximately 2,800 licensed long-term care beds in, in the county. But I personally cannot imagine that you are the only one to advocate for all of these folks. So how does it work? Do you have a staff or a team? Absolutely. Yes. Um, I am the, I'm the only paid person in the Kitsap County Ombuds office, uh, but I do have a team of volunteers that work with me. After completing a four-day certification class and about 10 hours of supervised visitation, volunteers adopt a facility of their own, and they visit that facility about four hours a week. Um, they're creating relationships with the residents and the staff so that they are the go-to person who understands that building. I'm always looking for volunteer ombuds. You don't have to have a background in healthcare or social work, just a passion for working with this population. And, there, and of course, you have to be able to pass the conflict of interest laws, which um, you, the primary one is that you cannot have worked in the long-term care industry for one year prior to becoming a long-term care ombudsman. Uh, right now I have about 12 ombudsmen working with me. I would love to increase that number closer to 20. So of the 2,800 licensed long-term care beds, how many facilities does that like mathematically break out into? Is, are there 40 in the county? Um, there are nine nursing homes in Kitsap County. There are 22 assisted living facilities in Kitsap County. And there are 52 adult family homes across Kitsap County. So that's about 84 or 85. And then that doesn't count the veterans homes, does it? No, that, so the nursing home, one of the nursing homes is the Washington That's State all. Veterans Homes. That is our largest nursing home in Kitsap County. They have about 250 beds at Retzel down in Port Orchard. Okay, so when you were saying if somebody, a volunteer um, goes through all the training and then they adopt a facility, can you walk me through this and, and, and our listeners? 
Um, let's say I go through the training. Do I adopt a facility based on um, a territory that maybe that's closest to my home or one that you say these, you know, six buildings um, need to be your area of expertise. And when they go into the building, you know, are they sitting down and having lunch maybe to observe and taste the food and see how everybody's interacting, how they're being served? Can you just walk us through that a little? Sure, sure. Um, first and foremost, I value my volunteers, especially those who have gone through the work of getting trained mm -hmm. so that I want to make sure that a volunteer is, a, is placed at a facility that strums their heartstrings. They feel a connection. Um, the last thing I want is a volunteer to feel intimidated or get burnt out. So comfort is first and foremost. Then we look at geography. It's great if a facility can be close to somebody's home. That makes it a lot easier to get to. Um, but really, it's going to be about where do they feel comfortable. Then once they have identified a facility, they're going to start visiting. Sometimes it's on a schedule. Sometimes it isn't. The law says that ombuds have the rights to go into a facility anytime, day or night. So there aren't any restrictions in that regard. I have some ombuds who feel it more important to visit on a regular weekly basis so that the residents know when they're coming. So the residents can expect them. They're sometimes they're waiting in the lobby for when the ombuds comes in. Others find it helpful to be making sort of surprise visits and maybe a combination of the two where they have one day a week where they're always there and then they pop in a couple hours at some other time during the week. But the idea is to get to know the residents and be, you re, it's really a program of making friends and connections. You get to know these folks. It's sitting down and just visiting. It might be talking about the weather, talking about somebody's favorite pink sweater and the, the relative who might've knitted it for them. And then it might be more serious. The idea is that you've established relationships and trust so that when situations are more serious, those residents know that they can turn to you. I like the way you handle your program. It, it, it definitely um, retains folks. And then when you have that familiarity in the communities, it's like you said, they, they become friends with them and they're trusted. So we've been talking about Kitsap County, but I can guess it's, it isn't the only county with um, licensed long-term care communities. So do other counties and states have this program and how can someone find out what's available in their area? Yeah, so that, um, that 1987 law back with um, Ronald Reagan actually put into federal law that there is an ombudsman program in every state and territory across the United States. Um, so every state has an ombudsman and that state ombudsman then runs a state ombuds program. Um, it does look a little different from state to state, but they are there. The idea is that most of the work is being done by volunteers and those volunteers are into the, in the facilities. In Kitsap 
Um, rather, in Washington state, we have Patricia Hunter is our state long-term care ombuds. Mm -hmm. And the state of Washington is divided into 13 regions. And those regions do follow the same footprint of our area agencies on aging. So mm -hmm. Kitsap County is one region out of 13. Uh, there are a regional ombuds who then run the volunteer program for that region. So I am the Kitsap County Regional Long-Term Care Ombuds. That title's a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So in Kitsap County, if you or your loved one are in a licensed long-term care community, how do they get connected to you or a, a team member? How would they go about that? So if you are living in licensed long-term care, it is part of the law that there should be a bright yellow poster on the wall that says warning or notice. That's what it says. It says notice. If you suspect abuse or neglect, call this number. And the bottom phone number on that yellow poster is the ombuds office. So if you can see the yellow poster, the bottom number on the poster will be the ombuds office. You can also reach me at my office. My phone is 360-337-5714. My office is physically located in the Kitsap County's Division of Aging in Port Orchard over at the Given Center. Um, you can also reach me by email. It's dgargis at kitsap.gov. And if you are not in Kitsap County or if you're looking for ombuds in other areas, a wonderful tool to use is the Elder Care Locator. If you go to the website eldercare.acl.gov and put in a zip code, you will get a listing of all of the government agencies for aiding seniors in that location and the ombuds office will come up. Thank you. That's great, valuable information on how to reach your staff. Um, in, uh, I was just thinking of another question because you, you said something and now it's gone out of my head. I hate when that happens. Um, there is time to um, give a couple of more examples of um, another way that you advocate for folks, because earlier the examples that you gave, um, right now when you were talking about the poster and you said if somebody suspects abuse or neglect, um, do, is it often that you get a phone call or somebody reaches out to you about a case of abuse and how does that work? Yeah, one of the one of the unique things about the um, long term care ombuds is out of all of the people involved in the aging world, we are one of the only that are not mandatory reporters. So legally, the trust relationship that an ombuds has with residents is more important than the necessity of reporting. And so that should help people feel more comfortable about talking about those difficult situations that we are not obliged to immediately go turn to law enforcement and report a situation. 
we absolutely would don't want to see any of our seniors in peril and we would encourage them to reach out to law enforcement if necessary, but we aren't going to do it. We are resident directed and therefore we follow the wishes of what our residents have. Um, but we are readily there to talk about those difficult situations like my granddaughter has my checkbook and helps me write my checks. And for some reason, my rent check this month bounced. And I don't know how to talk to my granddaughter about what happened to the money. Um, or the situation where the grandson, we'll, we'll pick on the grandchildren today, where the <laughs> grandson is living in grandma's house and taking care of it while she's in the nursing home uh -huh. and he's fixing it up. And all of a sudden the house gets quit claimed into the grandson's name. So when you get calls like that, you listen and then you give advice and guidance on steps that they could take. Um, maybe you should contact this professional or that professional. And if they think that's a good idea, do you help them find those professionals and provide them with the info or? Absolutely. Lots of information and referral done through the ombuds office. So explaining laws, explaining what it looks like maybe happened, explaining residents' rights, mm -hmm. um, and providing information about authorities and legal help and accessing phone numbers, and sometimes making those calls for that individual if they can't, if they are worried and they feel that adult protective services needs to be contacted, I might reach out and do that in their stead if that's what they choose to do. Uh -huh. um, and maybe it's as simple as calling, if it's a family member who is doing wrong, calling a family member, explaining the law and explaining how it can be perceived might be enough to just reverse the whole thing and get things taken care of. Gotcha. Um, we're gonna wrap up in a moment. So um, two things, number one, because this is a state program, um, am I saying that right, state or federal? Are, this isn't a nonprofit, correct? Um, it is a government program. Okay. Yeah, and it, you know, the, it's difficult to discern exactly which government level because it's actually federal, state, and county Okay. all working together. Gotcha. So before we say goodbye to our listeners, is there anything else you would like to share with them? Any advice, any, anything else? Um, understand that residents have a very unique set of rights um, afforded to them just by living in licensed long-term care. And we want to make sure that everybody gets to live a life to the fullest extent possible. Uh, and so reach out to your ombuds. If you have any issues, we are here to help. It's an amazing program, Dana. And I so appreciate you educating us on all that the licensed long-term care ombudsman does and how important it is for all of those residents 
um, not only in Kitsap County, but around the country that the other ombuds serve. So thank you for um, being with me today. And until next week, folks, take care. And thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.